So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. We are going to dive into a dicey little subject today, talking about how to find a soulmate. And, you know, if you're single, obviously, this episode is for you. Or if you intend to be a father one day, or maybe you are currently a father, and you might be teaching your son or daughter how to navigate dating and find a partner, I think you're going to find some useful insights from here. The one thing I'll just say, you know, I have a unique perspective on this as a first-generation Canadian. So my parents are immigrants. They had an arranged marriage. They've shared their wild story. I mean, they literally spoke for 10 minutes. They knew each other for 10 minutes and then got engaged, got married 10 days later, and moved their lives across uh, the world to start in Canada. My dad was already living in Canada when they got married, but my mom um, basically started a brand new life with a brand new man in a brand new place. And uh, it's a fascinating story. So this whole concept of soulmates and whatever is um, very North American. And so I have some thoughts on that. And then I want to share some some tangible stuff that I think could be very insightful for you, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, whether you're looking for a significant other, or perhaps maybe you're going to be influencing other people who are looking for a significant other. Before I jump in, if you guys do not have a copy of my book, The Last Relapse, I want to make sure you get it. All my listeners, honestly, if you've been listening to this podcast and you do not have a copy of it, I consider that to be a huge problem and you can solve it by going to thelastrelapsebook.com. The reason I want you to do that is because this is like, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on this book. I wanted to, I wanted it to be done right. I wanted it to explain how to recover from porn addiction from the very beginning all the way to the very end. I wove in my story. We put in client testimonials and client stories, like tons of of things and ways for you to learn. There's scripture, there's science, there's a little bit of everything. It's all designed to help you experience freedom, freedom that's actually going to last. And it's available to you completely free of charge. It's my gift to my listeners of this podcast. So get your copy at thelastrelapsebook.com. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about how to find a soulmate. First things first, I do not believe in soulmates. And I probably should have titled this something different, but I just felt like the soulmate thing would be a little bit eye-grabbing. So forgive me if that was clickbaity. I don't think it was, but um, the reason I don't believe in soulmates is because um, I, I'm not saying that it's impossible I think it's actually quite possible that God could create us and and when he made you, you know, he had somebody else in mind that would perfectly and seamlessly match. I think it's entirely possible. Here's where I do not like the concept of soulmates. It creates a lot of pressure. So people become very picky when they start thinking about their soulmate. It's like, oh, you know, he... He cuts his steak with his left hand, you know, instead of the the right hand. 
And, uh, well, you know, uh, I'm looking for a soulmate here. You know, they got to be perfect. They got to match up. Now, obviously, I'm dramatizing this a little bit. But well, I think what happens, especially in Christian circles, because there's a lot of pressure around marriage in in the Christian arenas. And, you know, rightfully so, I think to an extent, it is the second most important decision you make in your entire life. That's kind of how we frame it. And I think there's good reason for that. I can certainly vouch for that being almost four years into marriage. So I understand the the pressure, but I think when you when you then compound the pressure by saying, you know, I believe there's a soulmate, uh, what happens is you no longer look at somebody or look at a potential mate to say, is this somebody who would be a good match for me? What instead you're looking for is, is there something wrong with this person? And if they if there is, then they're not my soulmate. And in case you didn't know, if you're looking for flaws in a person it's not very hard to find them, right? Like, like I love that scripture, like that uh, in Matthew 7, I, or is it Matthew? Uh, yeah, I believe it's Matthew 7, where it says like, seek and you shall find. Now, in this case, he's talking about like seeking the kingdom and, and seeking him. But the concept applies on a much broader scale. You will find whatever it is you're looking for. So if you come in with this narrow scope of like, I need to find my soulmate and they have to be X, Y, Z. And if they're not, it's over. Then it's like, well, uh, that kind of close-mindedness really narrows down your pool, number one. Number two, puts a lot of pressure. And number three, you will always find what you're looking for. And so you basically, uh, it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So just had to preface it with that. Not a huge fan of the language around soulmates and more more the more the thinking around it. Even though I do believe it's entirely possible that God has made someone for you that's absolutely perfect. Now, instead, what I would rather uh, what I would rather you do is step number one that I'm going to share for you. And again, this is uh, the last resource that we're going through today in our our kind of new resource section on the website. Um, the so you can get a copy of this is what I'm saying. Uh, the link is in the show notes there. But the, the most important thing is that you become the right person. See, this is not about finding the right person. This is about you becoming the right person. And I don't mean that you become perfect. I don't mean that you make every right decision in your life. What I mean is that you're willing to do things that are good for you and your development. So maybe it means that you travel. Maybe it means you see a therapist. Maybe it means that you eliminate some bad habits and tendencies. Maybe it means that you're volunteering somewhere and giving back some of your time and some of your energy. Uh, th- there, there's no right or wrong here, but if you emphasize becoming the right person, you will then attract the right people. Uh, number two, start thinking long-term, okay? A lot of people date for fun, but you have to determine in your heart that you are dating to find a life partner. Don't be super intense about it, but thinking long-term is going to draw others who want the same thing, and and it will, more importantly, eliminate people that are not thinking the same thing, and that can quickly derail. I mean, many guys have come to us saying, you know, I wanted to date someone, and then this, like, really hot girl uh, approached me, and I knew she just wanted a fling, but, you know, whatever. I kind of just gave in, or I, I, I wasn't so confident that I was actually going to find a long-term partner. Like, where can you find a girl like that these days? It's like, bro you wouldn't even know where to look because you are not, number one, you have not become the right person. And number two, you're not thinking long-term enough. So make sure you're taking care of that. Number three, uh, cannot stress this enough, guys. Oh my goodness. We we just heard of another couple who like is dealing with some major domestic issues. And it's because, uh, in my opinion, this is, uh, this is Cynthia being a little bit judgmental from the outside looking in, but... Um, in my opinion, they didn't do this thing, okay? And it's very simple, but you want to prioritize character over beauty. So 
do not decide whether someone's for you based on whether or not they're your type. Character trumps all at the end of the day. Oh my gosh, you you marry character. Like I just I wish I could just drill this into the skull of every that's that's way too graphic. <laughs> I wish I could get this point across to every single young man out there like character over beauty. This is so important. You marry character and the quality of your life is much more dictated by the character of your wife than by her beauty. Now, obviously we know, I, I, I know beauty is like inside and outside. I'm talking mostly about outward appearance when I use the word beauty here, which I probably shouldn't be doing. There should probably be a better word for that, but you guys know what I mean. I'm speaking to guy brain here. I know I don't need to translate every single little detail. Character over beauty, okay? Number four, calling alignment. Your calling should align, okay? Now, there's a difference between callings matching and aligning, all right? Matching means they're the same. That is not necessary. Stop putting that pressure on your relationship. Calling alignment. So what that means is first, you need to get clarity on your calling And then number two, when you start to get to know someone, you need to talk early and often about your callings. And if they don't align, move on. So classic Cynthia example is you are very content living where you live. You're a bit more of a homebody. You have your family nearby or you have a good community. And you think, yeah, you know, I can move around. But if I'm going to move around, I'll probably be in a, a town of a similar size or, you know, a state that is kind of similar vibe or whatever. Um, but then if you're dating someone who's like, I feel called to travel the world, I don't want to have a home, I want to live out of a backpack, uh, kind of like hippies for Jesus style, then again, like you just have to have a conversation about how important are these things to you. And if, you know, it's like, well, God's called me to be a software engineer and that means I'm going to be local. I, I can't travel to remote areas where I don't have an internet connection. That's just not realistic. Like you can you can start to see how these callings maybe don't align. Now, again, there's always going to be solutions. And if you love each other and everything else matches up, one might have to bend a little bit and you can decide if that's something you want to do. All I'm saying is you need to have these conversations early and often because if it becomes clear that actually these don't align and there's not a way to make things work, you're going to want to end that relationship and not not waste any more time. Number five is test the chemistry. No, this is not a euphemism for having premarital sex, even though that's how a lot of people use this kind of language today. What I'm talking about is can you laugh and have fun together? Do your values in life align? And can you work through your differences and resolve conflict? That is so important. Shaloma and I used to have this joke when we were dating of like, because for me, I, I really believe in this. So like, this is all stuff that I lived by in my relationship with Shaloma, not my other relationships because I was young and immature, um, but doesn't matter because the one with Shaloma worked out. Um, testing the chemistry. And so we used to have this joke about uh, like resolving conflict because I, I would tell her, I'm like, you know, like everything feels good. This was, I, this was like three months in, six months in. Like everything feels pretty good, but we won't really know until we have our first fight. And she just thought that was so stupid. And then she was kind of like observing other couples that were like going through stuff. And she was like, oh, I kind of get it now. Like, because I can see the couples that resolve conflict and how they're actually like, they're the couples that I want to emulate more than the ones that don't. And so... But but the problem with us is that we lived long distance. And so we just weren't around each other enough to fight for the first eight or nine months. And then at some point, somewhere around the 10 or 12 month mark, when I moved uh, to the same city as her, we had our first disagreement. 
we talked it through and we kind of were like fist pumping like, yes, we made it. <laughs> so it was kind of this, uh, this weird crowning achievement for us. So anyway, test the chemistry, very important. And then number six, eliminate relationship toxins. So marriage is a magnifier, guys. If it's a problem now, it's going to be worse after the wedding. Work through the issues now that you are aware of. Heal from trauma, quit porn, stop people pleasing, learn how to set boundaries, break soul ties from previous relationships. The list goes on and on. Very, very important stuff. And these things sound so like, uh, obviously, Sathya, I already know that. I've been listening to your podcast. But again, it's one thing to know. It's another thing to do it. So that's the real question here. It's not, do you know it? The question is, are you doing it? And I'll just say, this is the last thing. I wish that somebody would have told me this at a much younger age. I sort of learned it, you know, early 20s. Guys focus so much on attracting women, but our goal is actually to attract women. In other words, the question is not like, how do I appeal to women at large? The question is, how do I become the person who is going to attract the, 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 the best matched person for me. Like this is like, you you only need one. You know what I mean? Like I can think of all the girl. Well, I can't think of all the girls. I can think of a lot of girls that I had an interest in it at one point. I can think of a lot of girls that had an interest in me at some point. And they are all afterthoughts because I found the one woman that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with God willing. It's not, you don't have to have all the things that attract women the way it's portrayed in media. That stuff is so stupid. It's so frivolous. You just need to attract women. So you live your life by your values, by your standards, by the measures that God has given you. You step into the giftings that he's provided for you. Use those skill set. You work on the characters and the the qualities that that he's deposited within you. You respond to the Holy Spirit as he leads you and guides you and refines you. And as long as you do these things, I, I ensure you that you will eventually attract the right person. So just focus on those things. Just cut the fluff. Cut cut the trying to trying to do what all women want or whatever. That stuff is all bogus, man. Just be yourself. Do like not not in like this. I'm gonna be a jerk because that's just who I am. But like, own the person that God has made you to be. Harness that potential and then channel it. You know, and 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 I'll you know what I'll throw in a second bonus for you guys today. Last thing is you have to show up where you think the person that you're looking for would be. So someone who's pretty close to us has been single longer than he wanted to be. And his big issue was meeting Christian women. And we asked him, what church do you go to? And it had been years since he had attended church on a Sunday morning. He was, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff. It's not that he was totally spiritually isolated or disconnected, but it's like, bro, are you serious? Like you're complaining about not meeting Christian women, but you're not going to a place where the Christian women meet every single week. So even if you were a 12 out of 10, nobody in the freaking world would know it because you're just listening to podcasts online and not showing up in the four walls of a church building, right? So like there's there's some obvious stuff here as well. And um, and anyway, I you can tell I'm just so passionate about this, guys. I, I think um, I've seen too many people do it wrong and I, I want to see you do it right. So hopefully this is helpful. Link is in the show notes. Um, if you don't see the specific link, we're, we're, we're trying to see if AI can pick up um, some of the link mentions. So it, we're in a little bit of a transitionary phase, but there's the resource section. That link is guaranteed in the show notes. 
And if you click on the resource section at the bottom, the very last one is how to pick the right partner, the one pager. It summarizes everything we talked about. I hope that you got some value from this, guys. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.